0: Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks with Tam and Renee.
1: This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey, NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns and No Breaks with Tam and Renee. I am Renee, and she's Tam.
0: Renee, what it do, 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 do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Miss Tam, what is going on? What What a crazy weekend, huh?
0: What a crazy weekend, a crazy start to the week. We are recording this podcast on Monday. We never actually tell you guys when we're recording because sometimes we don't post the episode to Thursday, but we are recording Monday fresh off of our hashtag NASCAR talk that went down. It was pretty good. Shout out to Kingsford. We did a giveaway. We gave away some Kingsford pellets. And if you listen to the last episode and the episode before that, which I believe was episode 91 and episode 92, you know that we had been talking about getting together and having this barbecue. What I learned Renee, you probably didn't even know this, but there is a difference between grilling and barbecuing. What we did was grilled. We didn't barbecue, although we had some barbecue sauce. <laughs> did That's you right.
1: realize that? Yes, yes, I did.
0: Okay, I didn't know because, again, I don't know anything about grilling and barbecuing other than I know how to buy it from the barbecue
1: place. But Right, Exactly.
0: We had a wonderful time. The video is now live on our website at www.allturnsnobreaks.com. And yes, I said the www. Although now it's more like HTTPS colon forward slash backslash backslash. Okay, you guys get the point. Right, It's exactly. online. Yeah, Check it yeah. out. And again, <laughs> shout out to Kingsford, the meat. It looked good. I didn't get a chance to have any because Renee ate it all.
1: (laughs) Sorry about that. And it looked so good I I had to eat it. So uh, I apologize. Next time around, I'll make sure I make enough for everybody.
0: (laughs) Okay, let's just jump right into it. Well, I do want to give a shout out to Renee's Astros because he spent his entire weekend at Dodger Stadium watching his Astros.
1: That's right. I sure did, and you know what? It's always nice when my team comes into play, whether it's the Angels or Dodger Stadium. It's always nice to come in and see the Astros coming and play. But uh, the only thing I was disappointed at was the fact that my two favorite ball players on the team, Altuve and Correa, were both out. Springer goes out with a thumb injury, and uh, Bregman gets hit by a pitch on the wrist. And I mean, it was just like, oh my God, who else can get hurt right now? Hopefully, nobody. But uh, they won two out of three from the Dodgers, and I'm okay with that. I'll take that and. uh you know, we'll move on.
0: Okay, so moving on, I'm not even going to tell you guys about my weekend. I feel like I say that every week, but this time I'm really not going to tell you guys about my weekend. You know why? Because we are going to just jump into some NASCAR talk. There we go. There is a lot going on before we even jump into the Brian France thing. How about your boy Chase Elliott? Wow. Chase Elliott finally got his first career cup. Win,
1: Yeah, buddy, take that monkey off your back, there, young man. He certainly deserved that win. The way he outdueled Martin Truex Jr. in the end was just—it was not only awesome to watch. And I understand that Truex ran out of gas too, as well. But Truex was on his tail, Tim. He was on it. He was trying to find some kind of way to get around Chase, and the way that Chase—I mean, the history of him losing in the end it's possible it could have happened but I'm so glad that it didn't I'm so glad that he finally got his first win Tam and this might be one of many to come and I really hope it is because this this kid has finally got that monkey off his back and it's uh and it's just awesome to see him finally in victory lane
0: Renee, he got the monkey off his back he got the alligator off his feet he got the iguana off his thighs he got the snake from around his neck. I don't know what I'm talking about at this point. We're recording this show pretty late. And oh, you guys may not know this about me, but I don't do well past seven o'clock. Sometimes I cannot form a sentence after 7pm. Yes, I know it's crazy, but I usually get up around three o'clock in the morning. So if the energy is low on this show, that's why. Okay. Top 10, we already know Chase finally won. Like you said, Truex Jr. ran out of gas, but he still managed to come in second. Kyle Busch came in third. Daniel Suarez quietly came in fourth, and that was great for the young guy. I don't want to say unfortunately, because that's not technically the correct terms, but his fourth-place finish... Just like Eric Jones's fifth place finish was kind of overshadowed because Chase Elliott won and that's all we talked about. Kyle Larson also came in sixth place quietly. Jamie McMurray was in seventh. William Byron was in eighth. Kurt Busch was in ninth and Kevin Harvick was in tenth. That's not bad for the young guys. So let's see. We had Chase, Daniel, Eric. And William Byron, all in the top 10. We've talked about this a couple of times. Larson is really on his way out from being a young guy. He After this year, he'll be a veteran. So, I mean, you can include him in the top 10 if you want. Notables, A.J. Almadinger, the great road racer, came in 15th. Your boy, Jimmy Johnson. And shouts out to Jimmy Johnson for giving his teammate, Chase Elliott, a push around the track when he ran out of gas. Jimmy Johnson came in 30th. Eh, Not very good considering Uh, two of the Hendrick drivers were in the top 10. Uh, Jimmy, we need you to show up. That's all I'm saying. And then Joey Logano, he came in dead last, but his situation was real odd because NASCAR, however it played out, I mean, I'm sure all you guys have watched the race, but he ended up being called out the race because they thought he was going to the garage or they wasn't sure. And then he went, however it went. You guys know the new rule. Once you go to the garage, it's a wrap and it was a wrap for Joey. So this was Joey Logano's second time in his career finishing in last place. And one last thing about the race. There were 24 cars on the lead lap at the conclusion of the go bowling at the Glen. It's crazy. I was thinking, I was like, Renee and I, we should have went to the bowling alley. Yeah, no kidding, right? And did a video at the bowling alley. <laughs> Since we both like the bowl. Oh, yeah. Should we? Oh, I th- we didn't talk about your boy bill elliott how about bill elliott he was the spotter for his son chase elliott when he finally got his first career win how awesome is that
1: i think that that's absolutely fantastic tam those are those situations where you just go hollywood couldn't even make that like they couldn't even make that any better of a story you know what i mean like they couldn't have put it together that awesome how crazy was that i mean it was just like it was supposed to happen And uh, it's an all-around great thing that you know his dad was there as a spotter. That's just awesome.
0: Well, it's just so many ironic situations that happen because, two, let's look at the fact that Bill Elliott is sixty-two years old, and right before his son wins his first career Cup win, he announces that he's gonna return back to racing and that he's gonna run in the Xfinity race for GMS Racing. At Road America. I mean, you know what? I don't know. I should have double checked. But I wonder if Chase Elliott is going to run in that race. How cool would that be for them to run against each other? Because, you yeah, know, sometimes man. Chase Elliott will run in an Xfinity race. Yeah, that's actually going to be wild to witness that. I just hope.
1: There'll be a lot of people showing up for that race.
0: I'll tell you that. Oh, my goodness. To see awesome Bill from Dawsonville, <laughs> Of course there will be. And then it's it's Road America. Unfortunately, NASCAR Cup Series doesn't run at Road America, but that's actually a pretty cool racetrack. That should be an exciting race. I don't know. What do you think? I'm sure
1: there'll be a lot of people showing up for that if that goes down. I think just Bill coming back and racing by himself, whether Chase races or not, I think it's going to bring out people uh, just from the older fan standpoint. I think people are just going to come out and watch that anyway. But I think this is something that, and we'll get into this in a minute, Tam, but this is something that I think is good for NASCAR. This is one of the things where you go, this is, this is what NASCAR needs. Something cool like this to happen for an older guy whose son just won his first race to announce that he's going to come back and race in an Xfinity Series race. And hopefully, it brings out people. Hopefully, it brings out the positiveness and what this sport is supposed to be all about, Tam. I think you would agree with me on that.
0: I definitely agree. Unfortunately, just as we are kind of enjoying all the positiveness, everybody, for the most part, agreed that Watkins Glen was a good race. Now, whether it was a good race from start to finish, nobody cares. You know why? We got a chance to experience a young guy getting his first win and to hold off two NASCAR champions and Martin Truex Jr. and Kyle Busch. Like, come on, it doesn't get any better than that. Now, we've already established. And if you don't know, watch the video that we posted. We're not the biggest fans of road course racing. However, the race at the Glen, it was great. Everything about it was great. If you had anything negative to say, eh, you're probably just a hater. Now, obviously, you can say something about the penalty that some people question whether or not Chase Elliott should have got. If you don't know, just Google it. You can read all about it. Some people may be, especially Joy Logano fans, may be upset at what happened to him. Yeah, there are a few minor hiccups that you can maybe... Say something negative about but by the most part, any NASCAR fan on Sunday was at a high like you turned off the TV and turned to another program whether you watch Power or you know whatever else comes on Sundays. You were excited and you were on a high and you were like wow this this was a good race and then Monday the news broke, and you already know what news I'm talking about. Your boy Brian France, CEO of NASCAR, got busted for being twice the limit of alcohol, a legal limit for drinking and driving, and for oxycoding or codon or whatever it is. Is that the same thing? I don't know anything about drugs. Is that the same thing as opiates?
1: Well, opioids are, are just something that you take basically for. Like pain? Yeah, it's like for painkillers, and uh, and and I think most of us know, and we don't have to be in the medical field to know this. But uh, painkillers can be very, very easily uh, become an addiction uh, for people. And Tam, I know, and I know personally, uh, some some friends that have gotten hooked on some of these things, and it's amazing how easy it is to get hooked on these things. Now, I don't know what. Obviously, Brian Francis' medical history is, but I would hope that he's taken these painkillers for a specific reason. For whatever reason, they found that on him, I'm hoping that he had a reason to have those on them, but on his person. But there there's a lot of times, Tam, where I can tell you, man, sometimes being from the medical background myself, it's easy to see these people come in as what we we like to call frequent flyers that come in through the ER And when they start asking for painkillers by name, that raises a red flag right away because then you're going, who, like, really, who comes in and just goes, you know, my shoulder hurts, uh, you you know, I thought maybe I could get maybe some prescription for some oxycodone or some Vicodin. Well, who comes in there and just talks like that? Nobody. You know, doctors talk amongst themselves like that. Regular people that just walk into the ER don't talk like that. So that's how you know somebody's hooked.
0: I recently went to the doctor and they asked me if I wanted some pain. Medication and I said no. You know why? Because I just deal with it. I am a child of the Reagan era. And like I always say, I will never forget when Nancy Reagan said, This is your brain, and it was an egg, and she cracked it in a skillet and said, And this <laughs> is your brain on drugs. Wow. And that's always had a lasting impression on me. But more importantly, I just don't ever feel the need to take any medication. And when I say any, I do not take anything. I don't have any Advil. What else do you take? I don't have aspirin. I don't have any yeah, like ibuprofen medication or anything. Yeah. on me in my person.
1: I like to go and reach for the ibuprofen every once in a while myself. I'll be honest with you. Uh, a leave is usually good to me, but, uh, other than that, yeah, I don't really indulge into the, to the hardcore stuff like the opioids that Brian France was caught with. Now, I don't know how much was caught on his person, but regardless of of what the painkillers were, that still doesn't explain the way over the limit of alcohol in his body and him being behind the wheel.
0: No, it doesn't. Well, NASCAR issued a statement because at this point, like once TMZ broke the story, it had gotten out of control. Like, I mean, literally I'm watching ESPN and I see at the bottom and it's like breaking news. NASCAR CEO, Brian France, DUI, blah, blah, blah. NASCAR has issued a statement as well as Brian France. Maybe we'll just post them on the website. We don't need to read it word per word. All you need to know is that Brian France is stepping down. His uncle, Jim France, is stepping in. So while Brian is on an indefinite leave of absence, I guess, if you want to say, Jim is going to step in. And handle things now. It should be interesting, and I don't want to jump into this conversation, but it should be interesting now to see will the family really go back and consider selling completely? Because we talked about this a few episodes. I don't think I still think they were thinking about selling a portion of their ownership, so it should be interesting to see how it all plays out from here. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, not to drill on the negative, but of course, we had to post a question during our Twitter chat that goes down every Monday. Well, it usually goes down at 3 p.m. Eastern time. But for this go around, we did it at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And we may just change to that time because we got a lot of people who jumped in and chimed in with their comments. We posed a question and here's the question. After such a wonderful weekend of racing, sadly, we have to talk about something negative. Does the drama with Brian France overshadow Chase Elliott's first NASCAR series win? What do you think? Vote and share your thoughts. Hashtag NASCAR talk. Hashtag Kingsford pellets. The choices were yes, no, and not sure. And people who chimed in had an option to vote as well as tweet us what they thought. You want to know what the results were?
1: And they are.
0: 41% said yes, 50% said no, and 9% said I'm not sure. And just to read a couple of comments, the guys over at PETM Racing Podcast, they chimed in and said, in terms of impact, Chase's win is far bigger. France was an absentee dodo bird, and now he's gone. Him being gone is a bigger story for the sport than the crime he committed. That was some strong words from the PETM guys. Yeah,
1: wow. That, and you know what? To be honest with you, just to address that real quick, I'm not so sure that they might be onto something right there. I could definitely agree with that, Tam. And I mean, you're right. Those are some bold statements, but they might be true statements too.
0: Okay, I'll read off a couple of more. Kobe Lambeth, his user is Kobe Lampeth. K-O-B-E-L-A-M-B-E-T-H. He wrote, Chase Elliott's victory was not only great for him, his family, and supporters, but a massive boost of momentum for the entire sport. The recent development surrounding Brian France sadly put a great Sunday afternoon in the back seat. Hashtag NASCAR. That's exactly what we said, and that was what the question was about. Like, we wanted to know. And- Kobe pretty much told it like it is. It was a great win for Chase. But yes, no matter how you look at it, Brian's comments cast a shadow over NASCAR. Because instead of, you know, not that ESPN and Fox Sports gives NASCAR much shine anyway during their regular programs, but instead of the story being all about how Bill Elliott, awesome Bill from Dawsonville, NASCAR's most popular driver for what, 16 years, I believe it was, how his son won a race and all the statistics with it being, I believe it was his ninety-nine start. He was, you know, driving his dad's number nine. Instead of shining light on that, I mean, damn, once you make TMZ, it's serious. Yeah, but yeah, even yeah, on, I mean, on the front page of Yahoo Sports, it was Brian France, CEO of NASCAR DUI, and it just kind of took a life of its own. But moving on, some other comments really quick. CVM, and his user is cvm 88 Junior nation. so clearly he is a Dell Jr. fan. He chimed in and said, of course not. This win is a classic. One of those you celebrate a lifetime. Hashtag Chase, hashtag number nine.
1: Yeah, I'll go with that too as well. That, yeah. You know, Tim, the way I look at it in terms of the question that was stated and, and some of these answers I'm, I'm hearing are, are actually really good. The, th- the thing I think is the issue here is really the Chase Elliott factor. I think that that really does overshadow the Brian Fransting only because within the NASCAR community, maybe that may seem to be a little damper on Chase Elliott's day. But if you look at it outside of the NASCAR community, don't nobody know really know who Brian France is. They, they barely probably even know who Chase Elliott is. But the one thing I will tell you is that that is the positive out of this thing, is that they know Chase more than they do anything else about NASCAR. So that actually might help out NASCAR. And this goes back to a lot of what the veteran drivers have said that has been a problem with Brian France is that he's hardly ever there at, at any of the races. Koslowski was pretty vocal about having Brian France at every race, you know, or what his schedule was. Why isn't he there? You know, so some of these veteran drivers have spoken out about Brian France before. Going back to what my original uh, statement was, I'm pretty sure that the most part of the community outside of NASCAR probably knows Chase Elliott more than they do Brian France. So I think that that would be more of a reason why the Chase Elliott win really didn't suffer because of Brian France's stupidity to get behind the car, or the wheel of a car, excuse me, uh, you know, under the influence of alcohol and, and other other painkiller drugs.
0: Well, Renee, I think I'm going to have to disagree with you on that only because nobody knows outside of NASCAR, nobody knows who Chase is or Brian France. I agree with you one half of your statement, but I have to disagree in a whole because nobody knows who Chase Elliott is and nobody cares unless you're a NASCAR fan (laughs) and nobody knows who Brian France is and nobody really cares. But people know NASCAR as a sport. So when you say CEO of NASCAR, it does shed negative light on the sport. Now, us as NASCAR fans, and again, this is just my opinion. Renee has his opinion. I have my opinion. You guys have yours. You can tweet us as you guys always do and let us know what you think. But to me as a fan, I don't, I feel bad that I'm talking about Brian France and his drama when I should be talking about Chase Elliott and how great the racing has been lately That's kind of my take. I just think it's negative because think about it. Nobody would have been talking about Chase's win today outside of NASCAR, but everybody's talking about Brian France. Now, to be quite honest, and just hear me out for one minute. Some people subscribe to the theory, all publicity is good publicity. On one hand, this happened, but maybe it's a good thing. People are talking about NASCAR. I don't know. But then, you know, some of the comments that I saw, they went a little deeper because we know we're living in a political climate where everything is about politics. So some of those comments hit on Brian France's alignment with Donald Trump and I knew somebody was going to go there. And this is kind of why there is no separation between politics and sports because it's been going on for the dawn of time. I mean, you go back to the Olympics with Tommy Smith holding up the black fist, and whether Russia's in the Olympics, it's always somewhat been there. Obviously, back then it wasn't vocalized, just things were what they were. Look at Donald Trump calling LeBron and Don Lemon from CNN dumb but I think him standing with Trump and of course I'm sure some of our diehard NASCAR fans are gonna be like how dare you say we shouldn't stand with our president I'm not saying you shouldn't stand for what you believe in but when you're the face and the CEO of an organization you have to be a little bit more careful
1: yeah yeah you have to be an example and a positive example
0: you better ask Papa John that's why he don't have a company anymore <laughs> <laughs> because he got a little too out there. And again, you stand for what you believe, but also understand sometimes there are consequences to those beliefs. I'm going to drop the mic on that because I just don't want to talk about that. Uh, but I do want to add this one last comment. And I think that's our fan comment of the week. I had some other comments that I wanted to read for a different question, I'll ask the question. I won't read the comments. I'll let you guys ponder, and then you can head to our website to read them. But the last comment that I wanted to read was from Eric Estep, and his user is Eric E R I C E as an E of STEPP number seventeen. He said to all non NASCAR fans stumbling across the Brian France story: Understand that almost. Every fan does not like Brian France. He does not represent the sport to the majority of us. Hashtag NASCAR, hashtag Brian France. I think that sums it up. So we'll leave the Brian France drama right there. There you go. The last question we asked during our NASCAR talk was actually a good one. We wanted to know from the community what they thought about the NBC radio-style broadcast. We asked this question for the second time this year, NBC did a radio style broadcast. Did you like the broadcast? That was the first question. Then we went on to ask, do you like it better than the traditional style broadcast? What do you think about the polo shirts as opposed to the suit? Thoughts, hashtag NASCAR, hashtag Kingsford Palace. And we got a lot of interesting responses. And instead of boring you guys with the responses, I'll let you read them for yourself. So head over to our website again. It is allturnsnobreaks.com. dot com. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, our Twitter is turnsnobreaks, and that is our username for Facebook as well as what else are we on? We have? Do we have a Snapchat account? No. No, okay. we don't have a Snapchat account. I don't believe. Yeah, we don't have a Snapchat account. Okay, I'm tired. That's why I'm asking that because usually, yeah, you know, we're you know. on it. We know it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's time for some predictions. It's time for Tam and Renee's Race Predictions. Let me start over, guys. I'm sorry. It is time for some predictions. That's Prediction. as much energy as you can give from me.
1: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Right? Okay.
0: Renee, who
1: you got? We are in Michigan. Am I right, Tam?
0: We are in Michigan.
1: All right. Perfect.
0: We're driving fast this week.
1: We're... <laughs> That's right, we are. Here we go, folks. I'm going to stick with these young cats. These young drivers made a statement this past weekend, Tam. All the names that you mentioned that were in the top five, top 10, to me, that made a statement. Chase Elliott winning made a, a huge statement, not just for himself, but for these younger drivers, considering the big three have been really dominant this entire season. So I'm going to keep with the Young Gun motivation here and the Young Gun flavor. And I'm going to stick with Chase Elliott again. I'm going to ride this little horse. I'm going to ride it for another week, Tam. I'm going to go with Chase Elliott as my winner. He's going to win again. And my alternative pick is going to be Kyle Larson. So I'm going to go with Kyle Larson as my alternative pick. But I see Chase Elliott going back to back and really like coming to life in this whole entire race and in this whole entire season as we come down to an end. I'm going with Chase Elliott and uh, Kyle Larson. Those are my picks. I'm sticking with them, damn.
0: Okay, Renee, those are some good picks, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I'm going to give you our past 10 winners at Michigan, and I'm going to give you some notables, and that will pretty much sum up why your pick was a great pick. Past 10 winners at Michigan include... 2008, Uncle Cousin, Carl Edwards. Can you say Uncle Cousin? Well, I just said it. I think I was thinking about, (laughs) there's a show (laughs) called Claws on TNT, and they have a character named Uncle Daddy. Oh, my God. Okay, so Uncle Cousin, Carl Edwards, was the winner at Michigan in 2008, 2009. Brian Vickers, 2010. Kevin Harvick, 2011. Kyle B, as in Kyle Busch, 2012. The Biffle, Greg Biffle, 2013, Joy Logano, 2014, Jeff Gordon, 2015, Matt Kinzett, 2016, Kyle Larson, and 2017 Kyle Larson. Notables. Larson is a three time winner at Michigan. But not only is he a three time winner, he's won three races in a row. He won the race in 2016. And we raced twice in Michigan a year, and we've been doing so since 1969. So the first race that Kyle Larson won in Michigan was the late race in 2016, and then he won both races in 2017. Your boy, Clint Boyer, actually won the race earlier this year in Michigan, and Matt Kenseth... Actually, let me backtrack. So I mentioned that Larson's a three-time winner. Larson. Kurt Busch and Matt Kensett are the only three-time winners at Michigan. And then your boy Denny Hamlin, Joy Logano, and Ryan Newman have all won two races at Michigan. Now, remember I told you your picks of Chase Elliott and Larson were good picks? We've already established why Larson was a good pick because he's won a couple of races there. Well, he's won a few because three is a few. But your boy Chase, he only has five starts in Michigan. But out of those five starts, three of them have been top five. And he has five top 10 finishes in Michigan. So it's safe to say your boy can race at Michigan. There you
1: go. Right on.
0: I like the sound of that. But my picks, I am actually, for the hell of it, I'm going to pick Chase Elliott as my alternative because I think now the beast has awakened and we're going to see some good things from him. I wouldn't be surprised if he wins another race. But I got to go with Kurt Bush. Every week, I'm stuck on Kurt Bush. I feel like, I don't know, but he it's a race in him to win. I know, right? <laughs> it's in him to win. So win already, okay? That is that. And I think that's the show.
1: Right on. Well, listen, guys. I'm those tired. Are our picks. Yeah, I know. Those are our picks. Please give us your picks. And guys, thanks so much for listening. Please subscribe to All Turns, No Breaks. Get over there, hit the subscribe button, and tell your friends if they like NASCAR just as much as you do and we do to uh, subscribe to our podcast. Uh, We really do appreciate each and every one of you listening. For Tam and myself, thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to talking NASCAR with each and every one of you next week.
0: I'm tired. Bye. (laughs) Thanks so much for tuning in with Tam and Renee.